Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, everyone say hello to my fellow athlete, the one, the only, the only one, my producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jane. (laughs) You know, we've had some serious heart-to-hearts. Actually, I heart to iHearts when we're off the air. Now, Lori doesn't like cold weather sports, so to accommodate her, we are doing a show today on cruising. And so all you have to do is get on a big boat and let the captain do all the work. You like that? You like that concept, Lori? <laughs> it's easy. No no husky skiing and no cliff diving. That's, 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 that's a good one. And it's going to be in warm weather. Um, so after the break, we're going to be speaking with Gordon Ho, who is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Princess Cruises. And you know, Lori, a lot of people go on cruises. They consider them either the booze cruise or a free-for-all to eat whatever they want, whenever they want, and how much they want. Hello, my husband. Because um, food and drinks are basically available all day and night. So the trick is to do it right. And if you do, it's a really great vacation, like going to a spot C. So Gordon will tell us all about the right and wrong way to cruise so we can all come back looking and feeling better than before. And we will be speaking to him right after the break. But first, first, a delicious and sensuous segment. We are going to be talking about something that is both sweet and quite wonderful, other than you, Laurie, of course, and that is chocolate. My guest today is Norman Love who is very appropriately named because who doesn't love chocolates? Uh, Chef Love is president and founder of Norman Love Confections, an artisan gelato. It's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. You should all know that I have a pillow on my couch that says life is uncertain, eat dessert first. Uh, He and his chocolates have gained national and international recognition. They have been featured on USA Today, The Today Show, The Rob Report, InStyle, Martha Stewart Living, and Oh, The Oprah Magazine. Um, he is a regular uh, guest judge on the Food Network's Challenge Series, and uh, he has also made numerous appearances on the Discovery Channel's Great Chef Series. He's a contributing author to four books, including Baking with Julia, that would be Julia Child, and um, he is also the co-founder of the National Pastry Team Championship. So welcome to the show, Chef Love. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, hello. Hi, Jane. Hi, Laurie. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, Lori doesn't want to do extreme sports with me, as you heard, so maybe uh, Chef Norman will let us compete in the national pastry team, Lori. <laughs> Are you up for that? I'm up for that. I, w- I would be up for that, sure. And they always can use taste testers, that's for sure. So there's uh-huh. always a spot there. There you go. I like that one. Um, now, Chef, before we jump into talking about the health benefits of chocolate, let's talk a little bit about you. Your bio is so impressive. You started learning pastry making in France, and you became an executive pastry chef for many, many luxury resorts, including the Beverly Hills Hotel, the Ritz-Carlton. From there, you opened 30 hotel and resort pastry kitchens and such international and domestic locales as Boston, Dubai, and Bali, which begs the question, Chef Norman, where have you been all my life? (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, I, I've been very for, I've been very fortunate, Jane, to have the opportunity to spend 13 long years with Ritz Carlton, overseeing all the pastry and baking operations worldwide, which um, allowed me to travel the world 40 plus weeks a year. Which, for a culinarian um, striving to to grow and to improve, um, it was an accelerated growth, getting the opportunity to expose yourself to, you know, different cultures and various uh, indigenous ingredients and cooking methods which um, certainly helped me to, uh, to develop my skills and, uh, and expand my horizons globally with, uh, with a great hotel company. Right. Well, that sounds like such fun. I could contribute um, applesauce. That's, I can make applesauce. <laughs> that, that, I don't have a very varied uh, uh, menu, but I can do a couple of things, eggs, applesauce. Um, so, Chef, pick it up from there. Where were the, what were the next steps? You, you, you left creating pastries, and then you focused on chocolate. What, what was the deciding point for you to do that? Well, it started by um, right prior to leaving Ritz Carlton. I began to develop a – actually was a – Given the opportunity to uh, to captain uh, uh, international pastry, well, United States pastry team in an international competition that takes place biannually in Lyon, France, called the Coupe de Monde or the World Cup of Pastry. When I returned after um, 18 long months of um, practicing with two teammates in a makeshift kitchen in front of almost soccer, European soccer um, environment with the chanting and the flags and thousands of people, cameras in your face, some of the best pastry chefs in the world that were judging this competition. I came back to the United States. We had come in third place. It was you know, extremely rewarding, an amazing experience. And a friend of mine who owned a magazine and I shared a vision. If there was a Wimbledon and a French Open and a U.S. Open, why couldn't we create an international competition here in the United States? Um, so we went down that path. Uh, this is now 1999, early 2000. We did the first trial in Beaver Creek, Colorado, in that beautiful little ski resort in Beaver Creek, which TV Food Network attended. And what we learned was is American consumers love to watch pastry chefs in makeshift kitchen creating that beautiful artistic expression. And it led us, the competition began to grow, so did the popularity of the television show, which led us to Las Vegas, bigger venue, which finally gave me the energy and the motivation to leave Ritz, rejoin my family. Again, I was traveling more than 40 weeks a year for months at a time. I could be two months in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, come home for a week, and spend the next month in Barcelona. Two small children who didn't know dad. In fact, they thought dad worked at the airport when they were very young because that's all they did was take me to and from. So we, be dev we began to develop this competition, which TV Food Network just exploded. And <clears throat> I left the Ritz-Carlton. Here I am now in a 700-square-foot office in Fort Myers, Florida, running a production company with my partner in New York and an office in Las Vegas. But really scared. I mean, I have a family. How am I going to supplement my income? Is this going to work? I really don't know a lot about the production business. So I began to make chocolates. I was always known as the pastry chef who heavily worked with chocolate because no matter where I was in the world, Bali, Indonesia, Boston, Massachusetts, it didn't matter. Chocolate was always the most well-received dessert on the menus worldwide. So it was something that I was very comfortable with. So I began to make chocolates, but I made chocolates with a very clear vision. It was about freshness. It was about gathering the finest ingredients that I had been exposed to throughout the world, making it entirely by hand. But you see, I always understood through Ritz that you have to listen to the customer, and I believe that customers in Americans eat with their eyes. Being an American chocolatier catering to, catering to the American consumer, my customer, 
the wow factor that was so evident in the pastry world, in the dining experience, didn't exist in chocolates. Whether it was La Maison du Chocolat or Whitman Sampler, it always looked the same when you opened the box. And I wanted to create this artistic expression, that wow factor when you open the box with fresh ingredients and handmade. And I began to, I began down, to go down that road making chocolates, giving them to friends, what do you think? And my friends began to get very excited about the chocolates. And then somehow, and even to this day, I don't know how, USA Today, the weekender, three months, two and a half months after I began to seriously supplement my income by making chocolates, not dabbling in this, named me the 10 best places to buy chocolates for Valentine's Day. I didn't really even have a company at that point. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, the influx of phone calls, the power of the media, people driving up and down this industrial park, hidden in a medical building, seeking me out and finding these handmade confections, which launched my company from my wife and I to now 72 people, 13 years later, two factories, four retail stores, a fairly aggressive e-commerce business, but never losing focus on my philosophies about going to work to be better than you are yesterday. Right. I saw. I know that. Your mantra. You've got to work to be better today than you were yesterday. You've got to work with purpose to be as good as you can be, which is very similar to our show's mantra, which is you have to be better than before. Slow, incremental 100%. steps. So so that's good for you. And you might need some tasters. Do you not? Are you now? Do you hire tasters? <laughs> we'll do it for... I'll do it for free. I don't know about Lori, but I'll do it. I'll just come down there and taste. Um, you know, but, you know... You know Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was no. going to say, ladies, it's my pleasure. I will absolutely send you some boxes of chocolates that you have to taste our, our confections. They're, uh, they're special. Um, I have an amazingly um, committed team of accomplished professionals who come to work with a purpose. And I instill in my team, I, I empower my team, my family to, to be part of what we do every day. It's not Norman determining what happens, how it happens. I have staff members that have been with me for so long that are so accomplished and are so play such a big role in the creation of what we do, the line extensions, the new flavor profiles, that my team has been with me a long time, and I really believe that practice does make perfect, and our standards are very high, and for that... You know, Leading Consumer Magazine has named us, I don't even, I think eight times number one in the country. And this is, you know, fuel for me. I'm a competitive guy that loves to strive to be better and to, to you know, continuous improvement is a very important part of small business. Yeah, right. and, and today, actually, years ago, chocolate, when, when, when I was growing up, and that, that, is, that is years ago, and Lori, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> the, the conception of chocolate was that it was something that actually made your face break out. But over, over the years, <laughs> true. Um, so much has been written on it that it's actually good for you. Um, in the beauty industry, they say that, you know, it cocoa hydrates your skin, it makes it more firm, adding a healthy glow. And so there, there's so many, um, now it's, it's really the thing to have. And some so good for you is is so delicious. I mean, how how often um, do you do you do you have that? You know, it's usually either kale or or chocolate. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have the, my husband would rather have the chocolate. I, I I can eat them both. But um, so you know, what are some of the health benefits today from chocolate that they've, they've well, now discovered? I believe it was M M&M and Mars that started to do some very um, uh, expensive and um, intense research. Um, in proving that the flavonoids that are present in chocolate and cacao um, are, are um, heart smart 
And over the years of their research, they have proven that it enlarges the heart's arteries um, amongst so many other things. Um, you know, the antioxidants, <clears throat> it stimulates your mind. People say that chocolate is sensual, but you know what? It stimulates your emotion. It stimulates your, your mind, and, and, it, and it, it does um, enlarge your heart arteries. So what they say is 70% or higher, meaning 70% cocoa mass. That's what that number means when you see it, when you see it on, a, on a, a gourmet chocolate bar, if you will. And that means 70%. The rest is usually sugar and some other ingredients. But the higher the number, the more intense, the more bitter, the more... Um, good it is actually for you. So white chocolate and milk chocolate in moderation is not as healthy as dark chocolate because the flavonoids are present in the dark in the, in the cocoa liquor and this is what uh, truly has been scientifically proven to be to be heart smart. Right, it's, it's the dark one. That is more it is more bitter because it's chocolat amer in, in France, so it's bitter. Okay. It is bitter okay. chocolate. Um, so, but let's talk a little bit about the ingredients. You know, there are back to the beauty industry, there are mass market cosmetics and of course high end products. Um, now, is that the same in the chocolate world? The mass market produced brands that like you get at a, you know, a, a, a CVS, let's say, or Rite Aid, or you know, the, sure. you know, the, 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 the mass market stores, um, they, they certainly don't have the same in, ingredients. Now, is it is it the better ingredients are better for you in the chocolate world? Is that how well, it? This, this is kind of interesting. It's a it's a wonderful question and a really interesting topic because. Chocolate, the chocolate business and the wine business really parallel each other. So the commodity, the mass market, where the primary um, region of the world is the Ivory Coast, where you know, companies like Hershey and large companies are buying you know, incredible amounts of tonnage of, of, of cocoa beans to <clears throat> produce their chocolates. The ultra-premium producers, the boutique manufacturers, the ultra-premium European producers are now, in fact, because of the growing demand globally, which is being entirely fueled by the new um, luxury and, and uh, affection to chocolate of the Chinese. And they're buying up the market like crazy, and it's really pushing, pushing the, the prices um, north. But having said that, a lot of the ultra-premium producers are now buying the plantations. So instead of just buying off the market or having some sort of um, contractual partnership with these plantations around the world, which is, by the way, 10% north and south of the equator across the world. They're partnering, and they're getting involved in the agricultural aspects, like the winemaker. So they're in the plantations growing the fruit, because at the end of the day, you can't make good wine with lousy grapes. It's not possible. Well, the same is with the cacao business and chocolate business, is that you have to cultivate and grow <clears throat> the organic buzzwords and, and uh, sustainable and non-GMO and rainforest, rainforest certified certifi are all becoming um, extremely important parts of the, uh, of the agricultural aspects of, uh, of cacao. The consumer is, is requesting and, and uh, these, these, um, these aspects of chocolate are in such demand around the world that the manufacturers can't rely on the, on the growers to get the quality beans, so now they're buying plantations and working along with the agricultural, the farmers, plantation owners to, or, or workers, to ensure that the fruit that arrives to the factories is of the utmost quality to ensure the final results. 
so it's so so organic. I see a lot about organic chocolate um, today. Like if you go to Whole Foods, they have a whole section of organic chocolate. So is that the? Should you look for that also, or is that not? I mean, is it like a certain food? Like you should obviously, you know, the dirty doesn't get some. Some food is definitely better if it's organic. Would you say the organic is better in the in the ingredients or? Not not necessarily, Jane. I don't think that, you know, there are certain certain consumers that that's extremely important to, and I certainly respect that. But does it necessarily mean that if it's not organic that it can't be good quality? No, I don't all agree right. with that at all. I think that, you know, there are many chocolates uh, that are being produced from around the world that are not certified organic, um, but are among some of the uh, the award-winning products in the world. Right. I just want to go back to the health benefits. You mentioned that they enlarge the arteries. Of course, for my husband, he'll think then I can eat more pizza because my arteries will be enlarged enough that they won't clog. They have more room for if he has any arteries left on clogs, he, he's going to fill it with that. Um, but it also lowers your blood pressure and increases blood flow. And, you know, as the antioxidant it makes you uh, feel better. I mean, emotionally, we talked about uh, feeling better. Now, there's actually a survey that says eight, eight to 10 people survey, the Wakefield survey said that in chocolate improved their mood and two-thirds said when they ate chocolate they were happy and yeah. you know yeah i mean i always think of you know when you have a celebration of something you don't go and have a you know workout on the elliptical most people you know yeah i don't i don't think that's one of the things that i would do but chocolate you know you it plays so many roles you know you you think of the, the jilted lover you know in bed with a box of chocolate so chocolate is more than just just uh, uh you, you know it plays the, the in, uh, on your emotions now is it it raises your serotonin level is that what it does also for your brain I yes it absolutely does it stimulates awareness um, and what's so interesting in what you're saying is, is the fact that how I got into this industry, be, be, besides my attraction to art, but every time you're, you're at a dinner with a family or friends, when dessert time comes, everybody gets happy. And for me, it was a way to express art through the culinary arts and make people happy. And then take it one step further. I don't know how many people, maybe a few in my life that I have met without um, uh, allergen related that don't like chocolate that just come out and say I don't I you know I really don't like chocolate there's not a lot of people in the world that are like that and what a great profession to be able to produce something every day with a whole lot of love and then make people happy by <clears throat> by serving it to them so it certainly does change mood it certainly does make people happy and you know for me a very winning combination to be in a profession that you love to, to be in and also that helps to make people happy and enjoy oh, it so much. I'm all for it. <laughs> That's okay. I am, I am. So, you know, when you talk about a, a, a cocoa, um, but it's not cocoa, it's co cocoa. How do you pronounce that? Cacao. Cacao, because I always, you know, Correct. most people think it, it is cocoa. Now, you know, are, are they raw materials that you, I mean, it, that we have the raw food. Um, obviously, everyone's into raw food now, you know, that people who, who want to get healthier. Uh, tell us about some of the raw. I mean, how does that work? Do you heat it? Is it raw? I mean, how do you, uh, um, if you're on a raw food diet, let's say, would you eat chocolate? Would you look for raw chocolate or how does that work? Well, you know, chocolate, <clears throat> dark chocolate, we can talk about the, the, the easiest is that, you know, the large percentage is cocoa liquor. And what cocoa liquor comes from is, so it's a bean. We can compare this to a peanut, for instance. So peanuts are... Um, are roasted, and then the shells are removed, and what's inside is what we eat. That, so in cacao, there's 35 to 40 beans inside of each pod. The tree gives, gives fruit twice a year. Um, 
and it's surrounded by a mucous membrane that is um, first fermented in these subtropical climates and the beans are dried and then they arrive in the factory where they're washed and cleaned and roasted. The shell is removed. The shell, like the peanut, and what's inside is the nib. This is the beginning of chocolate. That's ground to a paste and this is what's called cocoa liquor. So by eating chocolate in the raw, for instance, the higher the percentage, the, the, the less the sugar, which in some sugar-restricted diets or people that are trying to stay away from sugar, then would eat higher percentages um, of cocoa, bar, cocoa bars that have higher percentages of cocoa liquor. Cocoa butter is extracted during that grinding and pressing to make a paste from the nib, so some cocoa butter is then added back into the chocolate. And vanilla, oftentimes, is, is, uh, is also added. It's the four main ingredients, cocoa liquor, sugar, cocoa butter, and vanilla in ultra-premium chocolate. Sometimes you see a, a, a soy emulsifier or some sort of emulsifier to help keep the fat together so that it stays nice and smooth and creamy. So um, dark chocolate is uh, in the raw, as you say. I mean, people wouldn't eat 100% chocolate without any sugar because it's so intense. It's very difficult to, to palate. It's, uh, it's, it takes quite the connoisseur to eat chocolate like that, and you wouldn't be able to eat very much of it. But we created a line um, four years, five years ago called Black. And Black was entirely fueled because of the growing popularity, growing <clears throat> health benefits that were being recognized around the world. And what we did was we took five chocolates that we, that we identified, five single-origin chocolates, which mean that the chocolates come the beans come from a specific plantation in a specific region of the world, very much like grapes. And because of Mother Nature's influence, sunlight, rainfall, climate, elevation, soil, Mother Nature provides this underlying flavor profile to chocolate. So when you eat a chocolate that comes from the Maracaibo region of Venezuela or the Dominican Republic or Tanzania, they're completely different. They could have the same percentages of cocoa mass in the bar. They could be truffles. They could be, you know, what other, other, any other ingredients that could be added to it. It could be a sipping chocolate, but have a completely different flavor profile based on Mother Nature's influence. Very much like comparing five Merlot from five different parts of the world that all are made from Merlot grape, but all taste completely different. The producer has a little to do with it. Mother Nature has most to do with it. So we created this line called Black, five different chocolates, Peruvian, Venezuelan, Dominican, Tanzanian, Ghana, and we make chocolates from them, ganache-filled, you know, soft, creamy interior chocolates mm. like truffles, each one completely different from the next, all very similar cocoa mass. So it's an interesting concept. Single origin is becoming very popular because it tastes like this this year. And depending if there's more rainfall or the climate changes somewhat, the product can taste completely different. Oh my goodness! So well, it's a very who, yeah. who who knew that all? I mean, chocolate is fascinating. Wine, and Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 so fascinating. Most people think you know Bartons and Hershey's, and but there's so much more, really, to to chocolate. Now, let me ask you this: about why is white chocolate a misnomer? It's not really chocolate. It's. It's probably the most frequently asked question. So at the end of the day, cocoa mass, the cocoa liquor that we just spoke about, isn't present, is not present in white chocolate, obviously. But what is present is cocoa butter. So it's cocoa butter, it's sugar. Sugar is the highest percentage in white chocolate. There's milk powder that's been added. You can't add milk because it contains water, and water and fat don't work well together. So it's milk powder, it's vanilla, 
it's sugar and it's cocoa butter are the primer and emulsifier, are primary ingredients in white chocolate. I say it is. I say it does contain products from the cacao bean. So in my mind, I say that white chocolate is chocolate, but to many, they feel because there's no cocoa mass, um, it shouldn't be categorized that way. Right, and, and as far as milk chocolate, let's say you're, you're dairy sensitive or lactose intolerant. Does that, is, are there other uh, milks that you could use in the chocolate, or is it basically dairy? Yeah, well, at this point, I mean, the safest play for, um, for lactose intolerant um, and gluten-free is dark chocolate, just mm-hmm. plain dark chocolate because there is no lactose um, and, you know, 100% safe. But in, in milk chocolate, no, there, there really isn't a, 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 a lactose um, um, substitute at this point that creates a product that I know of that, that makes a product that's really delicious and palatable. Yeah, my husband only likes milk chocolate. He won't eat dark chocolate, so I don't know. But, you know, but it's like white wine. It's not as good for you. <laughs> Excuse you know, me. But, but you know, Jane, it, Sorry. it's still... It's yes, still the most, you know, the fastest growing. It's, it's sorry. It's, it's still the most enjoyed. American chocolate is still milk, but the growing popularity of dark chocolate, I see as a producer, as a manufacturer. You know, every year we sell more and more dark chocolate. That Americans are becoming more sophisticated. They're becoming more knowledgeable. They're more interested in some of the health benefits. So we see, we see it change, but still, milk chocolate is most favorable. Now let's talk a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about gelato, which is another part of your company. Tell us about gelato. Oh my, it's my passion. So I, uh, as a kid, coming out of in high school, my my job was making ice cream. I had a part time job making ice cream in a honky tonk ice cream parlor um, in South Florida, and I still my weakness of sweets. All these wonderful things chocolates and confections and bakery and pastries. I still, my weakness for, for my sweet tooth is ice cream. And gelato is, um, we've all that have been to Italy seem to tell the same story. I ate gelato in every corner. I gained five pounds because I ate gelato three and four times a day. And, and you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, gelato is an artisanal product in Italy. And it's kind of catching on in the United States. We see growing popularity. But the gelato maker has the same enthusiasm, the same passion, and the same commitment that every other tradesperson in food does. I mean, bread and pastry and so forth. They go to work every day and make the product fresh, freshly churned every day. The main difference between ice cream and gelato is, and get ready for this because gelato is actually much healthier for you than ice cream. Ice cream, premium ice cream. Um, 14 to 16% butterfat. Oh, wow. Gelato, 6 to 8% butterfat. People say, but it, it, it's so much creamier, it's so much richer, it's so much denser. Well, the churning process of making ice cream or gelato incorporates air. So an ultra-premium, really good ultra-premium commercial product would have about 50% air or what's called overrun. So 50% of air is pumped in during the churning. Gelato has only 25% air. And then inexpensive ice creams like supermarket inexpensive would have even over 100% air pumped into them. So more air, less texture, less flavor. Gelato, which is primarily made from milk, has a little bit of cream, sometimes eggs, sometimes not, depending on the producer, um, creates a different texture. But at the end of the day, the 25% air 
gives you this rich, richer, creamier, fattier texture in your mouth, but in essence has almost half the calories of ice cream. But like, <clears throat> excuse me, like chocolate, that there are better brands, of course, like yours, and then there are ones that are more commercial. So mm-hmm. I, I would think that the better brands that you would look for would have, I mean, would they would be better for you, correct, as far as this oh, gelato? Always, always. And you know, we talked, you, you mentioned, um, I had the absolute pleasure and incredible experience working with Julie Childs, televi- uh, tele- uh, filming in her home. And here's a woman who lived into her 90s that ate whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. She ate fresh foods. She didn't eat processed foods, and she didn't eat, you know, she, she ate what she wanted, but she, like Europeans, you know, they, they're eating, they're not eating less than what we Americans eat. I just think they're eating better. So your comment, your statement just then with fresher foods, I think fresher foods eaten in moderation are always healthier than eating, you know, processed foods, and I think that's one of the larger problems in this country is that we eat way too much of that. Um, and I think it leads to a lot of health problems for oh. Americans and for, for consumers. Definitely. <clears throat> and you enjoy. You have to enjoy. I think if you take away everything that you enjoy, you're not going to stick to whatever regimen you, you're on. So if you like chocolate, have chocolate. Just don't eat you know, the entire box, but have, have a piece or two a day, I think. Or if you like ice cream or gelato, of course, you know, eat some of it, but don't completely cut it out of your, of your program because then that's the first thing you're going to do and you're going to eat like pints of it. So I do believe in moderation and fresh food, of course, is always the best. Now, our guest after the break is Gordon Ho. As you know, he's the, the, the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Princess Cruises. And I know that you recently partnered with Princess Cruises, um, to bring your chocolates on the ships. I mean, talk about a cruise to heaven. <laughs> and it's called Chocolate Journeys, is it not? And it's um, so tell us a little bit about the Chocolate Journeys because Lori and I will be going on that as well. What a, <laughs> what a, what a wonderful um, opportunity for, for my wife, myself, and my company. Um, we've had the opportunity working with some large companies, but Cruise Line came to me. I actually worked on the cruise, lines when I, a cruise line when I was younger. What, what I love most about Chocolate Journeys was is the integrity you know the purpose was Jan Schwartz the CEO had this vision of trying to and and Gordon was involved in that as well in trying to bring as she said I don't want to build another big slide or a rock climbing wall I want to provide this ultra premium chocolate experience to my guests on many different levels and I think they went looking for a pastry chef chocolatier and we we were able we were able to uh, to to work out a deal where I had this incredible professional challenge with a company who has embraced chocolate journeys with integrity um, to create 15 different desserts in their main dining rooms and their specialty restaurants that are rotated. So there's always a Norman Love featured dessert. I created a chocolate and wine pairing in all their wine bars, which you know we all know is this crazy popular, enjoyed by all who love wine, especially a great glass of red wine with a piece of dark chocolate is just heaven. We created this program there. There's a captain's um, reception where, I guess, during their formal nights, the captain has uh, an area where he speaks to his passengers and their champagne and love pops, which are chocolate truffle-like dipped love pops um, that passengers enjoy. And then the Norman Love um, uh, collection of uh, confections and turtles and toffees and barks and bars and those type of packaged goods are all available in the sundry shops. So the partnership started about six months, seven months ago. 
The desserts are fully implemented on the entire fleet. The corporate chefs, pastry chefs, uh, and uh, executive chefs have came to Fort Myers where we worked for a few weeks in training and developing these desserts. We did um, instructional videos and we did all kinds of um, uh, step-by-step uh, photography and filming. And now then the corporate chefs went from ship to ship training the fleets, which was a huge job. It took them six months, five months, to implement the desserts on board all the ships. The retail operations are still in motion and growing um, because the global, the global, um, uh, the ships are global, so it's uh, a little bit more challenging on the uh, on the logistics and and uh, fulfillment and getting our chocolates fresh, three week shelf life products to all the ships. So we're working one ship at a time and uh, and figuring that out. But so far, the partnership has been amazing, amazing, oh. and uh, and that's a real privilege for me. Oh my goodness, that's truly the love boat. I mean, because ladies, chocolate isn't <laughs> chocolate isn't is an aphrodisiac. Of course, we 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 yeah. do know that. And speaking of love, um, for Valentine's Day coming up, what do, what do you have for us for Valentine's Day? Well, we, every every year we create a collection. This year's theme is called Wild Valentines or Wild Love, and flavors like Run Rampage. Uh, a sweet stampede and peanut butter purr and wildfire and berry fierce. So all of the heart-shaped chocolates that we, uh, that we offer, 10 different flavors, um, all have uh, animal stripes in various color variations. Um, the collection is really beautiful. It will get launched the 2nd of February um, and run, obviously, through, uh, through Valentine's Day. Valentine's for a chocolatier is just insane. It's uh, <laughs> one a would imagine three-day three holiday because listen, all men are procrastinators, right? Nobody buys chocolate three weeks before Valentine's. It's the guy going, oh, it is Valentine. I got to stop and buy some chocolate. I'm going to be sleeping on the couch, and it's uh, it's a big rush. It's a lot of hype. The last three days this year being on a Saturday even makes it a little bit more difficult um, because of the weekend. But um, it is, it's an exciting holiday for us. It's one of my favorite holidays. And as a chocolatier, it's, uh, it's the time to, to buckle up and, and get ready for the, uh, for the storm because it's a coming. My husband buys them, but then he eats them. So it does it sort of <laughs> like for, for, uh, for Halloween, he'll go into the, the uh, like CVS and I'll go, oh, this is for the trick-or-treaters. And I said, but, you know, we basically we don't usually have trick-or-treaters. He goes, oh, that's okay. And then I look in the freezer and it's covered in those little tiny Hershey things. And you know, <laughs> he, he saves them for him, himself. But now we know. But good chocolate is, is, is worth is worth getting. Now tell us, uh, first of all, before we have a few more minutes left, um, any future plans, exciting news to announce? To all of us. Well, yep. Well, we have uh, yes. Actually, we have uh, a couple really exciting things. I just got back. This was amazing. I just got back um, two days ago from um, the Cayman Cookout. This is a food and wine festival that is hosted by the Ritz Carlton in Cayman Islands. Um, Eric Repair from La Bernadette and the Cayman government. It's been going on. I think this is year seven. Um, Danielle Ballou, um, Eric Repair. Uh, Marcus Samuelson. The lineup of chefs was unbelievable. The event was demonstrations in the sand and um, gala dinners and beautiful brunches and catamarans to uh, to different parts of the island for other types of food events and wine tasting. And it was uh, an honor and a privilege to be able to um, on Sunday night to be part of the seven celebrity chefs to do the dessert with chefs like I've mentioned in front of me was uh, stressful but incredibly rewarding and uh, fortunately was uh, a big success. Um, And most importantly, I leave tomorrow for France 
Um, right. One of my production man, my production manager has been with me for, for nine years, was selected um, as a 2015 World Chocolate Masters United States representative. And what that is, is a competition that takes place in Paris in October. Um, 22 nations each have one representative um, that will compete in a makeshift kitchen to be the named uh, chocolatier of the, of the year. It's an incredible, incredible competition that's um, streamed, you know, obviously, globally. It has thousands and thousands and thousands of people that watch this, um, and it is a, a real honor for me to, to have him here. He's got a big year ahead of him, and the um, planning and the practicing and the designing is well underway because it will take all of him at this point to uh, to, to get ready to, to go. And it's a two-day competition, which means you're doing this massive artistry in chocolate one day and then a lots of different edible um, uh, entries to a panel of 22 judges, uh, one from each of the countries. So it's a, uh, it's a real great honor for him. And my longest employee that have been with me um, in charge of innovation has just been named the top 10 pastry chefs by Dessert Professional, which is a magazine based in New York City, who names the top 10 uh, pastry chefs, chocolatiers of the country. So she's going to be getting, getting honored uh, in May. So we're oh a company goodness. full of uh, great, great professionals and a company that gives back so much to our community because we think it's a very important part of what we do is expect to be um, supported by, a, by your local um, customers, then it's important to give back to the, to the community, and it's something that we live by very, uh, every day. It is indeed. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. I don't think I'm ready for the competition yet. When you have chocolate-flavored applesauce, <laughs> let me know. Uh, where can we find you and your wonderful chocolates? Our website's probably the easiest, and that's easy. It's www.normanloveconfections.com, a beautifully new design website that just got launched about two months ago. Um, we offer all kinds of fun things, and uh, we can ship 12 months a year. We, have, we do a very good job with that. Even being in the hot climate like Florida, we can ship anywhere in the United States with really good insulated cartons. So it's a special treat for a special person, and it's made with a whole lot of love, Jane. Terrific. Well, thank you so very much for being with us. I cannot wait to try the chocolates. Lori, are you ready to try the chocolates? Absolutely. Lori is ready too. Um, so everyone, thank you again. Thank you so much. And everyone stay with us. When we come back, we'll be talking to Gordon Ho, who is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Princess Cruises. And we'll talk about the, the chocolate experience that we just discussed. And even if you eat all the chocolate on board, you will still come back from the cruise looking and feeling better than before. So stay with us. You're listening to Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. After this break, we'll be right back. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year. On behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and, ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. 
Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. And now I'm very pleased to welcome to the show Gordon Ho. Gordon leads the global marketing, public relations, and digital activities for one of the best known brands in the cruise industry, and that would be Princess Cruise Lines. He not only oversees the Princess brand image in North America, the UK, and Australia, but now he's working to support the entire expansion into international markets such as Japan and China. Welcome to the show, Gordon. Thank you so much for being with us. So glad to be here. You know, we were talking in the first segment to Norman Love, to Chef Love, and he was talking about the most delicious cruise known to man, which is the Chocolate Journey. <laughs> Sign me up immediately, and, and, and Lori, Lori wants to come too. Um, tell us a little bit about that. That that sounds just divine. So you're offering chocolate. He was telling us a little bit about that. That must be a very, very popular cruise, is it not? Oh, it, it's the, the Chocolate Journey's program is actually offered across all our ships. So if you join us on Princess Cruises, you'll be able to take advantage of some of the best chocolate desserts that Norman conceived. My favorite is the pistachio chocolate dome. It is just divine. But there's uh, over 50, there's 15 desserts in all. And in addition to chocolate desserts, you can get chocolate wine pairing with uh, some amazing red wine and, and dark chocolates. And you can even indulge yourself with a chocolate spa treatment if, if that's something that you want to partake in as well. Oh, oh, it is. And it is indeed. <laughs> let, let me have it. I'm right. I'm there. Right. Um, now, I, I thought it was interesting. You recently reunited the, the Love Boat cast um, to christen your new ship, the, the Regal Princess. And, and I hate to, well, I don't hate to admit this, but I was a big, I mean, just because it was a long time ago, but I was a really big fan of the show, uh, which aired from 77, I think, to 87. I was a very, very, very um, young child then. <laughs> not, not really. Um, but, um, you know, since, since how, how, tell us about the, the reuniting that whole cast yeah. with, the, with the new boat. Yeah, well, Princess is celebrating its 50th anniversary, and of course, with our newest ship coming out, the Regal Princess, we thought it was appropriate to bring the Love Boat cast to both be the namers of our ship, they're our godparents of the ship, and also to be part of our Rose Bowl uh, festivities when they were on the parade float. And because, to your point, the Love Boat, as a show, introduced so many millions of people around the world to cruising. And in fact, in America, so many people learned about Australia, China, and Alaska because that was their first time they really saw it through the episodes of Love Boat. So because Love Boat took place on Princess Cruises, we became synonymous with cruising. And so we thought it was very important, given we're celebrating our 50 years of uh, providing vacation travel, that we bring the cast aboard. So it was so great to have everybody aboard. And they're such great friends and sharing their stories about how they've touched so many people's lives with cruise vacations. Um, it was really remarkable and continues to be. We have more activities with them to come. That, that, the song is still in my head, the love boat, the theme for the love boat. <laughs> I, well, you know, I can never forget that. The theme for the love boat, it's interesting, on our two newest ships, Royal Princess and Regal Princess, when the captain uh, blows the horn, it is the love boat theme. The first first few notes. Right. So we, we, we recognize the legacy. We're not going to run from it. We're going to embrace it. And it's it's really quite nostalgic. And we're very proud of that fact. 
Right. Okay. Now let's talk. Let's talk about cruising in general. Um, and who better to talk with this than, than you? Now, true confessions. I am not a seasoned cruiser. In fact, I've been known to get seasick in a hot tub if the jets make too many waves. So. Um, <laughs> But my husband and I were invited to a birthday party. There was an overnight cruise to nowhere starting um, here in, in New York City. Of course, my husband, he, he doesn't need any encouragement to go to restaurants, which have, you know, all you can eat, right, buffets. You can, you can eat any time, any day and, and, and drink, which is wonderful. <laughs> for, uh, for, you know, he just he took advantage of it, of course. Um, yeah. But – but on the other hand, you can come back. And I made it a point. Yes, I was going to go on this. And I was going to come back better than before, which you can. And consider it sort of, even if it's a day, you know, it could be like you come back feeling like you've been uh, to a spa at sea. So exactly. let's talk a little bit about this, about how you can uh, come back. And, and just a funny story. I, I, I got on board and the, I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and a dolphin had put his arm around me. This, wow. <laughs> and I looked and said, why didn't I get this picture and post it? It was, it was so, <laughs> so, so, I'm kicking myself. It was so priceless. But you, you, you can. I did take advantage of the spa. I took advantage of the, of the, of the nutritional program. It wasn't, it wasn't Princess Cruises, but I, I, I think it should have been. Um, but tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Tell us, first of all, let's yeah. start with the food options. How can you make yeah. it work for you? Right. Well, to your point about these special moments that take place, right? You know, our, our, our slogan, our mantra that we tell all of our potential guests is you will come back new, right? And I think in terms of food specifically, you get to try all these new food experiences. I mean, you have your, your standard ones that people want to have steak or hamburgers or pizza. And by the way, we were, we were awarded the best pizza at sea by USA Today. You have all that fare. At the same time, like you mentioned, chocolate journeys, a lot of people may never have a chance to try what probably is one of the best chocolate desserts, if not the best dessert they will ever have, because we spend two days making these Norman Love desserts to make them so complex and multi-layered, all the way to now we are offering these regional food menus. So let's say people are going to the Caribbean. What we make sure is, is that we have these regional Caribbean menus so you can try like this great authentic jerk chicken that is really marvelous um, as they're on their way. So we'd like to bring the destinational food experiences on board in addition to what they can explore when they get to the locations that they go to. So that also takes place in Alaska. Alaska, where we're the most popular vacation option, more people go to Alaska through us than any other means. Um, we have um, this amazing fresh Alaskan crab, fresh Alaskan salmon that are wild caught that people can try and prepare with our recipes that we've perfected over five decades. So it's endless. And I think to balance that out, to your point, people can go to our world-class gym so they can take, whether it's, we have this new program called Zumba Around the World where we take wonderful music from around the world, set it to Zumba. They can go and take um, spinning classes. They can do free weights. They can do treadmills. All this equipment is there. And my my favorite is just literally running around the ship. So they're running around with the view of the ocean just around around the, the deck of the ship. There's nothing better than wonderful ocean air running around and seeing possibly dolphins, you know, jumping right. into the water like you're saying. So it's really, who, really who don't, marvelous. Who don't put their arm around you. This was a guy in a dolphin <laughs> suit, actually. Well, a real dolphin would have been. I might have preferred, actually. Um, but tell me something. How has the, the, the cruise industry evolved over the years, you have been in it for for a very long time. How is it? Do people want more now? I mean, how are the the, the desires of of your um, cruisers? Um, what have they changed over the years? Well, I think 
Number one, I think that there's a number of things. We, we obviously go to many more places. So people who are saying, hey, where do I want to go on vacation? There's a very, very good chance that we go there for cruising. And so what people find is that, hey, this is really a, a great way to travel because they only have to unpack once. And as, for example, as you're sleeping at night, the ship is taking you to the next port of call. So for a lot of people, they realize I get 20, 25% more travel, more vacation time on a cruise because we're so time starved. But I think the biggest trends that go on with the cruising beyond the fact that we go to many more places around the world is the fact there's just so much more to do on the ship, right? I think a lot of people may have this perception that, there's not a lot to do on the ship. Well, I think you talk, we've talked about a number of things. If your fancy is wine tasting, we'll have, you know, sommeliers come teach you about various wines that you may have never have tried before to, um, seeing Broadway style shows, you know, we we're, we announced a relationship with Discovery. So now on our ships, you can have this amazing stargazing experience where you're led by this Discovery trained instructor. So he'll point out or she'll point out a bunch of stars and various things that really is a great activity for people of all ages. So whether or not you like Las Vegas style casinos, we have that to amazing food um, from highest quality chefs and desserts like Norman Love to uh, Broadway-style show entertainment uh, in our main theater, comedians, and so forth. I mean, it really is quite amazing. And what's nice is it's all contained on the ship. So when you think about wonderful experiences that you want to have, and of course, you can just relax at the spa or on your balcony just looking out over the ocean, there's really, really something for everyone. And I think that's what's happened in the industry is the ships have evolved so there is something for everyone. And uh, we pretty much can assure you, you will come back new and refreshed when you come on a Princess Cruise. If, there, if there's a lull in, in, in my interviews, because I'm in a cab, <laughs> and I'm going to the, I'm going here to, I'm in Manhattan. I'm going to go and, and, and take the, when does your next Princess Cruise leave out of Manhattan? I'm there. I'm on it. I will, send you the, I will send you in the calendar. We have these wonderful fall, uh, what we do is they're called the, the East Coast Canadian Coastal. So what we try to do, one of our most uh, desired cruises out in New York is when the leaves start to change in the fall, going up to Canada and New England. So that's one of our most popular options that people will go to. So we'll make sure we get you on that cruise. But we have cruises, you know, going from throughout the world. So, so many people have said, you know, when do you go to Alaska? So there's different seasons. So Alaska, of course, is during the summer. Um, that people like to go. A lot of people like going to the Caribbean during the winter to escape the cold, or maybe they go to Australia because it's their summer now. So there's always a wonderful destinational option for people who want to cruise. And it's again, it's a it's a really wonderful way to to see new places and try new things and really connect with new people, whether it's your your family and friends or new people. It's just it's it's really a delight. It's also you have some very romantic offerings on board. Do you not? We're coming up to Valentine's Day. I mean, it would be. A, it's it's lovely to go and you know when you're at sea, love can bloom. Could be right. the love well, boat. We, we are the love boat. Yeah. So we we started um, weddings at sea. So many many people come on board our ships and they get married or they have their honeymoons here or they'll have a wedding anniversary. So in terms of romance, we are the love boat. And uh, whether it's uh, you know chocolate, I think I think I've told many a man you know chocolates are a good way to a woman's heart or or vice versa. But it's, it's clearly we. Whether it's chocolate or, or spa or just spending time together in our sanctuary, we have a, an adults-only retreat where couples can sit back, <clears throat> relax. I see women putting cucumbers on their, on their eyes or, or men just reading a book. There's all sorts of great things you can do. So, again, the whole point is that no matter how you want to spend a romantic getaway, 
whether it's dancing the night away or, or relaxing in our, our sanctuary, um, there's no doubt. Love is in the air during Valentine's Day and then some. On our and love, then some on our and beyond. <laughs> Valentine's Day and, and, and beyond. So let's, yeah. you and I, plan, let's say, a spa itinerary together. So you would, you would go, you would get up in the morning, right? You wake up uh-huh. and, and then you would go to, now for a healthy breakfast, what are some of the breakfast choices, like a healthy well, breakfast? Well, there's, there's so many from muesli to oatmeal to granola to fresh fruit to people who want an egg white omelet or, you know, any of those options are available too. If people want to indulge a little bit for a Belgian waffle with whipped cream and fresh strawberries, that's available as well. And um, so those options are all available. So maybe you start up with a, a breakfast healthy or a little bit indulgent. And then I would suggest maybe you, you sign up for the spinning class or one of the many classes that are available, participate with some fellow guests, meet some new people. And then, um, you know, maybe then, get ready for your spa appointment. And there we have so many things from the, we have this heated stone treatment that people love the chocolate spa. Uh, the people I've talked to who've tried it, they said they love it. They said it was a way for them to enjoy chocolate without getting calories. So whatever your, your option is, we have of course the sweetest massage, the tissue massage, all those different things are available for people to enjoy. So my favorite, I think is probably the, uh, the tissue massage. It's, it's, really is able to get out all that stress that you may have in your muscles and and come back out and feel refreshed and continue on the many activities that we have aboard. Right. And as I said, the, the negative ions in the sea air, just to have that, that, that sea air that you're right there is so wonderful and healthy. And you have a really good night's sleep because of it, too. You sleep a lot better. Right. That's a good point. I mean, a lot of people say, you, you mentioned seasickness. Well, and one of the things that, and I get seasick on, on most vessels, like small small boats if I go on a on a boat somewhere, but not on a cruise ship. I've never gotten seasick on a cruise ship. And there's, it's just because the ships have these, these advanced stabilizers. And But there is, you know, when you sleep, I think there's something about just the, the gentleness of the ocean. I sleep better um, when I'm on a Princess Cruise. And and then waking up in the morning and going out on the balcony and see, okay, what port of call am I at? Oh, look at the beautiful port I'm, out, I'm outside, whether it's Barcelona or Venice or maybe Sydney. It's just it's just a wonderful feeling to go out, see what's out there, and breathe in the sea air, to your point. And it's, uh, it's one of those moments in life that you say, you know what, it's just, this is a good thing to to try and experience. And I think that's why people, so many people come back. Once people try it, the first thing they say is, why haven't I done this earlier? And the second thing they do is they get giddy with planning their next trip. They have so much fun figuring out where they're going to go next. So it's a, it's a fun time. But back to your point about um, the sea and ocean, there's a, I don't know, I think there's, there's something that goes back to our roots maybe. There's something about the ocean and in us that there's this connection that just comes to life when we're out there. I'm willing, I'm willing to give it another try. My husband's actually still mad at me from last year's cruise because I didn't let him eat the birthday cake. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he, he wants to go. Now he can have the, now he can have the chocolate. So, so tell us where we can find the schedules for, for the Princess Cruises. Well, it's pretty easy. Just go to www.princess.com and that's our website. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy to remember or call 1-800-PRINCESS. So pretty easy. Just think princess. And you can find all there is to know about our product offerings, the destinations we go, the dates we depart. Um, it's really pretty easy. And so I encourage people to do that. And Or call your travel consultant. The 
the travel agents, our travel consultant partners all across the country and the world know so much about Princess and um, many of them can get you, um, you know, can give you great advice as well. So um, there's many ways you can find out about us. Terrific. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. So I'll have to have you back and I will describe my experience and Lori's experience <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> we'll have to go. We'll, we'll have to go together. What we can do is try all the chocolate desserts and we can decide which all one's right. the best. We'll just we'll just share spoonfuls with Sarah so we can then, oh, we sounds, can feel better about it. But like it, that a would plan. be fun. Oh, between the, between the chocolates and, and everything you're telling us about, it's lunchtime here in New York, so I'm getting hungry here. So what can I tell you? Well, again, thank you so much for being with us, everyone. That's our show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Lori, as always. And this is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.